Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. So, it's Easter. It is. And uh, today, we're going to rebroadcast last year's Easter because we're lazy. Yeah, we are. We (laughs) are lazy. So, um, happy Dead Guy and Stick Day, guys. Be lazy like us and listen. Yeah, enjoy. Husband. You already did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was in the intro. <laughs> I... You lost your place. This is a bonus episode and you're already fucking it up. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Happy fucking Easter. Jesus. Okay. All right. Tell us about this shit. Okay. So I'm going to start with the date because, you know, it is a very wonky holiday that is never. Yeah, on it's the never. Same... On the, I mean, it can be like a month apart. Yeah. It, sometimes it can be two months apart. Holy shit. It has come as early as um, late March, no, like early March and um, early May. So like we're, but we're celebrating the anniversary of an event, but it's not actually tied to a date. It's tied to a what? Well, it's the commemoration of an event that we don't really specifically have a date for. So so they don't know when Jesus died? Not like roundabout. No, they really don't. I mean, they wrote a lot about it. You'd think they'd know when that fucking happened. Okay, but that happened before the modern day calendar was done, and so they didn't have a date for it. They're like happened about this time. It was, it was yeah, it was pretty warm out. Maybe a little bit warm. I don't know. Well, they were basically like, I think it was spring, or anyway, that seems like a good time to you know talk about rebirth. But you know what, dude comes back to life. I'm writing that shit down. Right? Like, note that down, guys. Like, make yeah. it, make a, make a serious. I mean, this isn't like, like at least his what? birth. They're like, okay, um, these were the stars in the sky. Like, they have a pretty good idea when Christ was born. Well, yeah, we celebrate his birth on December 25th every fucking year. Right? Even though his birth no, probably happened in spring. Right. Actually, but still, like we we tie that one to a date, and right to me, Jesus being born is less momentous, momentous than, than the, the fact, fact that, that he came, came back, back to, life. to life. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. I right. don't know. So whatever. But anyway. maybe back then they were like, eh, another cool miracle. What ifs? Another cool miracle. Yeah. I mean, shit was always happening. That was crazy magic. I guess. The seas had already motherfucking parted. Right. This was nothing. I suppose. Okay. All right, well, tell us about these dates. Okay, so Easter and the holidays that are related to it, such as, like, um, what is that, like, Monday, Monday or something? And Monday, that, Monday. That Wednesday. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking Holy about right Friday. now. Holy Friday. Okay, so there's all these, like... Like, Palm Sunday? Yeah, there's one of those, too. Like, yeah. Like, there's all these holidays around Easter. I didn't bother remembering what those are called. Oh, my God. No, it's You did not... all this research and you didn't look those up? I don't care about them, do you? No, I, I mean, not really. I mean, it's but not... Palm Sunday. Right, but these are not pertinent to what I am discussing here. <laughs> okay. Other than that, so there's Easter and then all of the holidays around Easter that are Easter-y. Got it. Maybe okay. we'll cover Palm Sunday next year. Maybe. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea because I probably should have looked that up, but <laughs> but I don't care. Okay. So, okay. So there's all these Easter-y holidays and ones like Easter... They are called movable feasts because they do not fall on a fixed date. 
and they do not follow only the cycle of the sun, meaning, you know, like all the other ones that you already said, they have a specific date. Those are based on the cycle of the sun, which is, you know, once a year. Okay. Okay. All right. So we call those solar holidays. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Rather, its date is calculated based on a lunisolar, 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 lunar. It, basically, calendar. moon and sun combined? No, oh, no. just moon. The cycles of the moon. Cycles of the moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds very pagan. It is. It's totally pagan. Okay. So, okay, the first council of Nicaea, which that's a church, early church, church apotamus kind of thing. And maybe we'll get into that in a future episode, but. but that's going to be like past the Bible because I don't, are they even in the Bible? They're not in the Bible. So yeah, that would be like a bonus or like yeah. once we get done with the Bible and start talking about other crap. Yeah, and- they were guys that were like, dudes, we are going to all do, um, Christy, Bible-y stuff across the world, we need to come up with some rules right? as to how to how we're going to do this to make it more legit. Gotcha. So in the year 325, the First Council of Nicaea established two rules. One, independence of the Jewish calendar, and two, worldwide uniformity. In, independence of the Jewish calendar and worldwide uniformity. Those were the only rules for Easter explicitly laid down by the council. Okay. No details for the computation were specified. Those were worked out in practice, a process that took centuries and generated a number of controversies. Hmm. So they laid down these rules, but then they were like, and we'll hammer out the details over the next like thousand years or whatever. That sounds like fun. Right? Yeah. It sounds like Republicans and Dem- Republicans and Democrats trying to come to an agreement on something and they're like, here is an idea and now we'll take the next 500 years to come to how we're going to put this together. Like basically worthless. Right. Right. Um here's where here's where it comes now. It is the first Sunday after the full moon that occurs on or soonest after the spring equinox. So that's clear as mud. Right. So we get the spring equinox and then a full moon and then the first Sunday after that. Got it. Okay. That's Easter. Okay. So it's based on... So like a lunar cycle is about a month, right? hmm So like spring could come, which is March 21st. And it could be almost a month later before it's you even not, see that. It's not 100% March 21st. It's often, it's most often on March 21st. So that's what we call it. But it could also be March 20th, March um, 22nd. Oh, okay. So we're not going with the quote unquote first day of spring, the actual um, spring equinox. Right. So, and and then- the first day of spring is on the equinox. The okay. equinox most often happens on, on the, the 21st. 21st. So that's what we have in our minds. Okay. But it's not 100% that. Got it. Got it. It's been actually, I think it's even been as early, like there's a three or four day process that, or not process, but three or four day spread that the equinox falls under. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Actually, all all of the equinoxes, like all the season changes, they're not specific dates. Gotcha. They all fall Within this, like, three or four day spread. Okay. All right. But we just, we have the date because it's easier to just remember the March 21st rather than around the 21st, maybe the 20th, whatever. Sure. So, 
Yeah, so first we get the equinox, generally March 21st. Then the full we moon. get a full moon after that. And, and then, then the first Sunday. And then the first Sunday after the full moon. Yeah. Okay. So very lunar. Got it. Which Got is it. very loony. Which we just had a full moon, so that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even think about tying that together, but we yeah. just had a full moon. So. Yep. So, yeah, that's why it's this huh. Sunday. Or Interesting. Or by the time they're hearing it, today. Right, right. So, do you want to get into entomology or do you want to take a break? No, I said it's... entomology, but I meant to say etymology. Let's go ahead and get into the etymology. Do you know what etymology means? Not a clue. It's the history of words. <laughs> well, and that would be appealing to you. You love words. I love words. but Sometimes you can't say the words. I know. It's true. But... And, and a lot of times I can't even think of the words. But I love them nonetheless. <laughs> so... I mean, you might be thinking, who the fuck cares where the word came from? But where the word came from also helps us know where the holidays originated and where they spread from. If you can follow, well, well, like these people said this, and then over time we noticed that a similar word appeared over here and they celebrated similar, we can kind of assume that the tradition spread from one area to another sure. based on word history yeah. and similar practices. That makes sense. So that's why etymology is interesting, but it's particularly interesting in this case because, you know, we know that Easter is based on Wiccan and pagan and old timey pre-Christian right. traditions. Right. So it's very prominent or not prominent that's not the word i'm trying to say see so you can't, can't find the words i can't the i can't I'm wordless. they are okay so historical linguists have traced the name of easter to a proto-indo-european goddess of the dawn and this name is whack okay okay i'm gonna try to say it husos but here's how it's spelled look i'm just gonna show you it's asterisk capital h sub two E-W-S, a really strange O-S. What the hell is that? Exactly. Isn't that just awesome, though? I That doesn't even like, make any sense. I know. It's um, old Germanic or something. Like, I don't know. Okay. It's, well, you know, English is a Germanic language. Right, right. Because they came from common roots. Yeah. So, um, Proto-Indo-European is, like, even pre-that. Got it. Okay, so, and they abbreviate it P-I-E, which I just find hilarious because who doesn't love pie? Right. So. Another reason to celebrate on Pi Day. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that was already that before. That already passed, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, so they traced the name back to a goddess of the dawn from way back called something like Husos. I know I murdered that. Right. From which descends the common Germanic divinity of, as the origin of Eostra and Ostara. Hmm. And those are where we get the name Easter from. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Eostra is capital E-O-S-T-R-E. And there's some fancy flare clicker doodles above some of the letters. Sure. And it changes depending on where you look it up. So okay. I'm not going to... Like, sometimes it ends with an A instead of an E. Sometimes there's, like, that combined A-E letter that I'm not sure what that's called. Ancient human history. And they spelled it differently sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's not that they spelled it differently. It's that they had an entirely different lettering system. Right, right. And so it doesn't translate well to English. Exactly. And Ostara is 
O-S-T-A-R-A, and there's, like, again, again. clicky doodles and weird symbols and stuff. Right, right. So that is where we find Goddess of the Dawn. So Eostra was a Germanic spring goddess in whose honor feasts were celebrated usually around the month of April. Huh. Huh. Which makes sense. Probably tied into the same way that they judge the Easter religions. Exactly. Well, I mean, Christ is the rebirth. He has arisen, you know, come back to life, much like that's what spring is. And then they already had these two goddesses lying around that were rebirth, spring, dawn. Like all of these things go together. And so it just made sense that they would all get tied in. And I'm guessing this is some sort of a compromise with like non-Christians to like try to tie them in to bring them into the fold for Christianity. Right. And say, hey, we're still going to celebrate these things. And yeah. Spring we're just equinox. Gonna it's just going to call it something, something different. Right. And kind of like wean them into the, the Christian exactly. religion. Exactly. Gotcha. In Latin and Greek, the Christian celebration was and is. This is where we tie it in to Old Testament and New Testament. This this blew my mind. Okay. I don't know if you remember at the time that we were talking about Passover. Yeah. And how that is an Easter celebration, but Passover, remember, was when Moses was um, um, in... Oh, that's right. And I was like, wait, but that's New Testament, and this is Old Testament, and I couldn't figure out what so am that I talking was, about. that was when they were leaving Egypt, is that right? Or what was it? Was, it was before it? they left Egypt, and um, God was like, mark a sign above the door of everybody with a firstborn son or something like oh, that. okay, okay. And I will pass over those oh, with a mark. Right, that's and I was right. like, that's where the tradition of Passover. But then I was confused because I was like, that doesn't make sense though, because Passover is associated with Easter, which is Christ, which is so, New Testament. Right. So here we go. Okay. This is this blew my mind. All this right. is so cool. I'm interested. In Latin and Greek, the Christian celebration was and still is called Pascha or Pascha or I don't know, pasta. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> a word derived from Aramaic. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. The word originally denoted the Jewish festival known in English as Passover, commemorating the Jewish exodus from slavery in Egypt. Got it. So they tied Passover and Easter together. They tied the Old Testament and the New Testament together. So wait, this sound this sounds a little bit like they needed a reason to bring in um the Germanic tribes and the the pagans and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and so they took a, a a religious holiday that they celebrated that mm-hmm. was very pagan and based on lunar cycles, and mixed it with a Bible and, a and slash you know a, a, a Christian holiday yeah. or Jewish holiday right. that was Passover. Yeah. And and decided, okay, we're trying to bring these guys together. And so mm-hmm. let's have this thing called Christianity that goes one, two, three, go. We got Germanic and 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 pagan holiday here. And we're going to take Passover here. And we're going to kind of squash it all together. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. That's crazy. Right? I told you I was going to tie it up, though. That's How really cool. How cool is that? Yeah. That's really cool. I just, I was excited. I'm because... sure there's way more to it. Than oh, that. yeah, like, definitely. We're, we're not like scholars, so don't take our word. We're just kind of like, this is like tip of the iceberg research that we did. Okay, I'll be totally honest. I got all this off various pages of Wikipedia <laughs> because I don't care enough about 
this stuff right. on a personal level to do deep research and read texts and all that. I mean... Well, we start from the premise of knowing that it's all bullshit. Right, exactly. So from there, it's just interesting to find out how we got this bullshit. Exactly, exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. that's essentially what we're looking for. Yeah. So how, that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, that was neat, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's take a break and come back and talk about symbols of Easter. Sounds great. All right. We'll see you guys in a second. Okay. Okay. So what do you think of when you think of Easter? I mean, the Easter bunny, Mm -hmm. Easter eggs, um, candy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean... Coloring the Easter eggs, that's always a ritual that, is fun. that we do. Yeah, so, that's fun. I mean, you know, that's still Easter eggs, but it's, you know. Hiding the Easter yeah, eggs. Yeah, you got to hide them, and then you got to find them, and, you know. And then you got to eat them. All that crap. Yeah. And then you got to eat Easter them. Easter baskets. You have to eat them, though. Yeah. By rolling them in salt. Or making tuna that's salad out of them. That's only something I've done since I've been with you. <laughs> Whatever. But salt because and eggs. There's a- nothing better on Easter than salt and hard-boiled no, eggs. No, I agree. But then, you know, you eat a few and then you're like, I can't eat this whole five dozen oh, eggs. Oh, God, no. That's why you make tuna salad with the well, rest. yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a great tip for everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no. I mean, there's nothing we did when I was growing up, so I didn't know that. You what know, did your mom do with that. the excess eggs? Or did you only color, like, two I think like, we, like, each? ate them over a couple of days and then, oh, like, you know. Oh, my God. And then, uh. Your poop must have stank. You know, I mean, I can't even imagine eating that many eggs. I don't know. It was good stuff. That's gross. I I mean, okay, I love boiled eggs. Don't get me wrong. Right. Okay. So let's talk about symbols. Okay. The first of which on my list is eggs. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In pre-Christian history, eggs were associated with death and rebirth. So they they had things like... Why death? Um... I don't know, maybe like unfertilized eggs or oh, okay. maybe um, like everything that comes with birth is death. You know what I mean? Like as yin and yang kind got of it, opposites. Sure. But um, also like something that they did was um, think of the, the phoenix egg, like it, it the phoenix itself burns up and comes back to life. Right. So eggs were just like... A, Symbol. Death and rebirth symbol. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Eggs now, in general, are a traditional symbol of fertility and rebirth, which, if you think about it, makes sense because we don't really talk about, we do not like death in this. Not in, at all. in American culture, we don't even take good care of our elderly. Well, that's why everybody, you know, flocks to religion. They want to live eternally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we mean, don't talk about death. Yeah. Death is not a thing that we like. It's not a thing that we recognize. The only thing that death is good for is um, corporate America business. Wait, why is it good for corporate America business? Because corporate oh, America. Wait, like, you're talking about like health care and like. No, uh, not, just, not just that. I'm talking about the funeral business. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. They make so much money off it. It's terrible how much well, they... Think of all the medical supplies they sell to seniors to yeah. keep living. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, exactly. There's that too. So I just, I found it interesting that it used to be death and rebirth and now it's fertility and rebirth. Like that the egg itself has evolved in evolved the in the, in the symbology. Like, right. yeah, that's just very cool to me. Yeah. So decorated Easter eggs are symbols of the empty tomb of Jesus from which Jesus is resurrected. I looked as much as I could, like, but why though? Right. And I, I couldn't find anything that satisfied that question. I mean, did, maybe they decorate. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that the, because he was a prophet of the Lord, maybe they 
decorated his tomb very And that is why we decorate our eggs, but why is the egg itself... Well, and again, I'm just kind of hypothesizing here, but maybe the feeling is that if you put that much love and care into decorating the entombment of um, your prophet or your your god that maybe it that is what helped cause the rebirth maybe i don't i don't think so like i don't get that feeling like i can understand why the egg would represent his rebirth that that makes sense because eggs are about fertility and rebirth sure. right but i don't get why specifically the empty tomb why is an egg an empty tomb like that sounds like the beginning of a riddle you know what do a a well, writing desk and a raven have in common. The other the other way you could look at it is that the egg, as we do it on Easter, is a dead egg, right? So it is an empty shell of um, of what was once a living thing. Oh, okay. I'll buy that. Right? Uh, it seems like you're trying, but... Oh, I'm trying real hard here. Yeah, so. and, but nobody nobody specified that that I could find. No, and yeah, and no, granted, I, I didn't do hours of research Like here. I said, I'm just throwing out hypothesis yeah, here. Yeah. So, so it's completely in my brain and that's it maybe maybe so, we'll find out something by next year and yeah my know. brain could be complete shit on this so you know. my brain is complete shit on this <laughs> so one ancient tradition was the staining of easter eggs with the color red in memory of the blood of christ shed as at that time of his crucifixion huh. so um they found that different like if you put different dried flowers in water and you put the egg in the water, it would change, you know, dye. Right. It was yeah. early dyes. Right. So they would use um, red flowers to dye the egg red, and that was supposed to represent Christ's blood. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, the use of eggs as... This is really cool, too. This is so cool. The use of eggs as favors or treats at Easter originated when they were prohibited during Lent. Are you familiar with Lent? Like yeah, that's you where give you up give something, up something. You give up something for Lent. Right. And it's supposed to be the 40 days leading up to Easter. I believe that's mostly a Catholic thing at this point. Mm, no. Oh, no. is that everybody? It's Christians, I think, and Jews, if I'm not mistaken. I, okay. I could be speaking out of my ass, but Christians very much do Lent. Sure. Okay. So, um, anyway, so they were prohibited, you know, during Lent. You couldn't eat eggs. Right. So... Um, a common practice in England in the medieval period was for children to go door to door begging for eggs on the Saturday before Lent began, and people handed out eggs as special treats for children prior to the fast. Huh. Because they would fast through Lent. Gotcha. So. So it, here's another one where they tied in a couple of, like, mm-hmm. it kind of became a tradition before it was a tradition. Exactly. Got and it. so then they would eat them before, like, oh, I'm about to have to starve to fucking death, so I'm going to pile up on anybody got some eggs please god and then also after the 40 days of lent on the day of easter they would um present them as part of the um meal and yeah and it would be like this beautiful layout including eggs got it got it so i thought that was very cool yeah so that's all i had on eggs in general next symbol obviously we talked about the easter bunny Right. Right? Yeah. And I've always wondered, like, why? The, what is... Why? Right? Like, what why? the fuck is what the is Easter that? bunny? Well, if, what is a phrase that you know about bunnies in general? Like... A phrase that I know about bunnies? Like, they fuck like bunnies, or oh. <laughs> they're as prolific as bunnies. Sure. Like, 
right? Yeah. Like that that's going to tie into what I'm about to say. Fucking like bunnies ties into Easter. It does. It that's, does. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. In ancient times and and they discussed hares which you know are similar to rabbits but yeah. not. Okay. Right. In ancient times, it was widely believed that the hare was a hermaphrodite. The idea that a hare could reproduce without loss of virginity led to an association with the Virgin Hmm. Mary. Okay. And also because they fuck like bunnies and make a hundred babies is fertility. Got it. So they were associated with fertility and... Virginity. Virginity. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Like, who'd have thought? And that's where the Easter bunny got tied in. Or, or in other countries, they refer to it as the Easter hare instead of the Easter bunny or the Easter rabbit. It's huh. the Easter hare in other countries. And there must have just been a lot of people sitting around a desk sometime in the early whatevers um, after Christ died or whatever going, how are we going to tie all these things in and make all these I don't things think work? it was that. I don't think it was that on purpose. Like, okay. It was. It's just a bunch of things a bunch of that different kind of things. came together. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's how symbols work. Right. You know, nobody sat around and thought up, this is going to be a sign of X, Y, Z. People just start doing it. It's kind of like a weird meme. It's memes before memes. Like, how many times does our daughter show us something that's a meme and we're like, what even does that mean? And then we start seeing it everywhere and we're like, okay, I guess that went viral. Well, that's what these symbols were. They were things that went viral and they had deep meaning and that that's what a symbol does. It gives meaning and then it becomes personal. Got it. Got so it. So I don't I don't think it was on purpose. It was just shit happened. Sure. Yeah. So I have one more symbol which I was not familiar with. The Easter lily. Are you familiar I with I have heard that before. Yes. It's nothing that we ever took part in, but I have like I knew that lilies were associated with Easter time and Easter traditions and stuff. I don't know. Not ours, but right. they were out there. I think I knew that they were, like, associated with funerals. Like, aren't you supposed to... I didn't... That that I don't know anything about. But I never went to any funerals as a kid, so I don't know why I would know that. Right. And we never did lilies... We never went to church as a kid, and we never did lilies at Easter time. So, I don't know. This one was just kind of, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, the Easter lily is a symbol of the resurrection. It has always been highly regarded in the church... As Jesus himself referenced the flower, saying in Luke chapter 12, verse 27, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Moreover, according to pious legend, after Jesus' death and resurrection, some of these beautiful flowers were found growing in the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Yeah, pronunciation. Gethsemane. Semene. Semene. (laughs) Gethsemane. No, I've heard this one before. And I I think it's beautiful the way, like, the letters twist around. It's just hard to say. It's it's hard to see it and say it. Right. I gotcha. So, anyway, flowers were found growing in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus went to pray the night before his crucifixion. Okay. Legend has it that these flowers sprung up where drops of Jesus's sweat fell as he prayed. Oh, I see. So that's so where the Easter lily comes from. Where the lily comes and then from. I also saw some pictures of white lilies with um, 
red like inside the middle of them Mm -hmm. and of course that would totally go along with white is blood jesus's blood on white innocence blah 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 yeah right okay so well that's cool yeah so that's my easter um notes for you today all right well i hope you guys enjoyed that and uh happy easter in whatever way you are celebrating it today if you are if you are Eat some eggs. You know what? And I'll I'll share this. We do kind of celebrate Easter, but not in a religious way. Not in a religious way. We it's just a tradition where we get things for our daughter, and um, we're excited about spring. And we're excited about spring. So like, but like, we're buying um, our daughter some pins for Easter, and not just just so you know, it's like lapel pins. Yeah, like pins that you might put on your hat, not yeah, like she likes writing to collect instruments. Them. And most of them are very liberalish and political statements. Political statements, not anywhere related to Easter in any way whatsoever. If anything, they're anti-Easter. <laughs> I mean, one one is um, about being pro-vaccination, yeah. and another one is um, about um, Black Lives Black Matter. Lives Matter. And another one is, um, oh gosh, I can't Well, we looked remember. at one that said, that was like a little, the letter F on a bomb. So for F-bomb, because she's, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. So She's into cussing without cussing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but, you know. Uh, I think we're also going to get her. We just have fun with it, you know. We're going to get her a shirt that um, is from one of her sh- favorite shows is Lucifer. So that's yeah. actually quite. Oh, yeah, quite, that's right. That's we're getting quite her shirt. anti-Easter. <laughs> We might even celebrate by watching some Lucifer that day. So, you know. I mean, it's not like we were like, let's do anti-Easter stuff and then being like, <laughs> No. It's just. You know what? Here's here's what it is. We're not religious. We don't really celebrate religion. Um, we have been to church at a place that we, you know, like there was a church that we went to that was very liberal and that we straight up told our pastor that we were not religious and that we were not. We were not Christians. We were not specifically. Christians. Um, we were more there to, you know, hear the story a little bit and find out, you know, pick his brain just to, you know, ask questions and things. Tell us what's the big deal. Um, but I think the reason that we celebrate in general is because of the area that we are in more often than not and the, the, the culture that we grew up in. The area that we're in, our daughter sees everybody else celebrating around her. So it's easier to just find our own way to celebrate. And that's what we've chosen to do. Um, it's definitely not a religious holiday for us. But, but it's not an anti-religious one either. It's not an we anti-religious just one. enjoy the day. We enjoy each other's company. We enjoy um, having fun together. Yeah. And eating eggs. So happy day. Happy Easter. Happy whatever you want to call it today. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, you know, this was a bonus episode. So we'll see you guys in less than a week. Yeah. All right. You guys have a great Easter. Bye. Yes, wife? Remember how you told me we're on Patreon now? Yeah, why? Because we're starting something new for Patreon members only. Every couple of weeks, we'll cover something in the news, a current event, or something we feel strongly needs to be discussed. And only subscribers get to hear our discussion. That's right. It's all for our Patreon members as a thank you for their support. Join now for as little as $2 a month to get all of our extra content. Go to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Do it now. It's the end. It is indeed, wife. 
Tell the people where they can contact us. Well, they can get a hold of us via our email, which is uh, sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. We have Twitter at sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, why do you know? Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> Ugh. All right. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a Pinterest page. But if you really want to get our attention, Twitter is where it's at. Twitter is where you're at. Yeah. And um, they should also review, like, and subscribe, yeah? Definitely. Apple Podcasts um, reviews help us out tremendously. And uh, we also can use your support on Patreon, which is a great place to uh, support us as well. That would be at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.